Phil. I've just poured water. All I I went to take a drink of my water. And I literally just threw it into my face. It's a whole massive, like, a litre bottle of water. I've just It's all I don't think a single drop went into my mouth. <laughs> it's, I've actually got a wet minge. It's just from talking to me, mate. Oh Did you not hear the panic? It went up my nose and everything. <laughs> it's time to chat some bollocks about fanny tits and bum. No topic is off limit for these potty mouth found mums. So tell us all your secrets. We like to share the truth. About saggy tits and anal warts and ice cubes up your hoof. No, no holes barred. Papa. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hi, Laura. Hello, Victoria. How are you? How has your first week as a officially published author been? Uh, pretty fucking terrifying. How's your week uh, being Victoria the legend being? <laughs> <laughs> um, being me is pretty terrifying, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, no, it's just generally being a, a human being Person. responsible of shit is quite terrifying, isn't it? <laughs> it is. um, I ventured into some serious wine drinking this week. Oh. Yes, I know. You don't like wine, do you? I'm, I'm not the I'll drink it because I'm just a, a lush but I'm not a lush actually I don't I'm not the biggest drinker but you know when I drink I, I then regret it massively the next day but yeah I'm not the biggest fan I, it's not yeah no it's, ba- it's just no is it I the, could have just said no is it the taste or is it the effect both I'm not mm-hmm. I don't like how acidy it tastes yeah. I like red wine with cheese love a little bit of red wine um <laughs> but otherwise I find it way too acidy yeah, mate. Well, I not I, I used to love wine, um, and I'd say that we pretty much drank two bottles of wine a week. Yeah. Um, before that's before kids, though. And then, what What was your tipple? Was it rosé, white, or red? Oh, mate. I mean, yeah, definitely. I loved a bit of bit of rosé, yeah. bottle oh, of rosé, and no tea. Lambrini then. No, absolutely never a Lambrini person. No. Um, oh, actually, no. I put no. What was it? Oh my god, there used to be a Chardellini. <laughs> What the fuck is that? It was like the Lambrini type thing. Chardellini. It was called Chardellini. And I've Chardellini. just a really hilarious night once where I was absolutely hammered um, in my 20s. And uh, I, I made like, I struck like a Del Boy deal <laughs> with the shopkeeper. How the fuck do you, that's so 90s, isn't it? That I you know. could go in and haggle your wine. You imagine now going into Asda and being like, uh, I'll pay you two quid for this. And they'd be exactly. like, uh, no. no, you can pay a fiver. Exactly. They'll get the fuck out. And I was just, um, I've got like, I think I got 12 bottles for 24 pounds, which is pretty good going. Like that's, that a, that's a fucking bargain. I'm and I was out, out on the street in Brighton carrying this massive crate of booze. And then I was like, all right, I've got, I got 12 bottles of Charlene, yeah? <laughs> Careful, pen. Careful, pen, mate. Just, like, just being a mouthy cunt to anyone that would listen. Um, so, because I've got my new Lidl that's open down the road, which is oh. fucking fantastic. Oh, I'm so happy for you. I'm so happy for me too because I was Lidl. If you're listening, just so you know, we both really, really, love really you. love your work, and we are <laughs> dedicated work. shoppers. So, if you ever want to sponsor this podcast, please. We urge you. We could sell touch. the shit out of your paracetamol 
<laughs> so specific. Um, or, or Prosecco. Or Prosecco. Um, but now it's, this is 10 minutes down the road, so it's great. So I've been four times in a week. <laughs> Holy hell. I love it. So I got some wine and it was absolutely delightful to drink. But I had half a bottle of wine and then, oh my fucking God, like you said, the acid. Yeah. It's next level. It's I don't, terrific. It's really put me off ever drinking it again because then I can't I, believe it's taken you this many years to establish that mate I think I just used to just not I don't I don't know maybe your palate isn't used it. to it now your palate no. has been freed from the white wine and it's now so bad but I woke up at three o'clock in the morning and was like and they just mm. felt terrible like just had really bad headache and I think that's the that. thing it gives you the worst fucking hangover worst wine. hangover um, and then I just had the like explosive liquid shits, like like you've never heard before ever. It was it was amazing. I was astounded. Like lava. Anus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so hot. <laughs> yeah. You literally feel like you've got a baboon's ass. Yeah. Because it's just throbbing. Yeah. That's yeah. Like a post birth anus. Yeah. Having pushed your insides um, outside. <laughs> yeah. I I don't know. I I have shared this story, but I don't know if I've ever shared it on here. Last year we went to Mallorca. And we went to a beach that I had researched that said it was beautiful and it was in a cove and it's like one to visit. But I didn't realise how heavily populated it would be um, with like it being basically a massive tourist attraction. Yeah. And we'd gone to have something to eat and it was like 45 fucking degrees outside. That doesn't help. And to get down to the beach, there must have been about 200 steps oh and i got and you know when your stomach starts going yeah and you're like oh that'll be fine i can suck that back up the heat will literally dry my bum hole out and i won't need a shit and we got down to the water's edge and i'm not even kidding you there were so many loose tits which i love but you know then there's me who is sort of I'm not in my bikini because I, I can't even like get round the idea that I desperately need a shit while my kids <laughs> are desperate to get in the water. There's nowhere for us to sit because it's so fucking busy. And then like as time went on, I was like, oh fuck, this is and like there was sweat literally pouring off of me. I was so pale. And Steve was like, Laura, you're right. I was like, I need to go to the toilet now. He was like, I don't know where there is a toilet. I was like, I'm gonna go in a rock pool then. I'm gonna oh. shit myself. And I was in a play suit, so it was like a proper button-up job. Oh, mate, those I said, Steve, I've got to go. Uh, and uh, Elliot actually described me as, he said, Mummy, when you were running across the sand, you looked like Miss Trunchbull. <laughs> I, was, I was literally, uh, the, the sand was fucking blistering <laughs> my feet. And I was running up these 200 fucking steps that I had just gone down. And I was shouting for people to move. I was like, no! <laughs> like the poo was literally like almost like out. clinging to the outer part of my anus and I thought this is going to happen and I ran into the restaurant that we had literally just been in and I thought I don't even give a shit if you tell me that I've got to buy something else I am literally going to fucking shit in your face and I <laughs> ran into the bathroom luckily nobody was there I like slammed the door shut I rip my fucking plague suit open like the Incredible Hulk and I sit on the toilet and I made the loudest noise I was like oh <laughs> while I was sat on it and then the lights go out because they're on fucking timer so I'm sat there in the dark completely fucking naked because I've got to take my play suit off shitting and then I, I must have been in there for about 15 minutes the toilet wouldn't flush all my shit away and then I eventually was like I've just got to fucking go and I literally was covered in sweat I opened the bathroom door and there's a massive queue of women 
It was horrific. When I was on holiday once, when I was about 14, we were on a beach in Greece and I went into fancy. the sea. I'm fancy. I was wearing my <laughs> bikini and there was this little boy in the water with his mum just swimming. He was probably about five. And he just looked at me and turned okay. to his mum and said, uh, Mummy, why is that girl so white? Which, as you can imagine, yeah. a very insecure, I was an absolute kicking my very pale white badge. And I ran out of the sea and then hid under a towel for the rest of the holiday, ashamed to show my oh, <laughs> Casper-like skin. What a little cunt. I know. I hope he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> And on, on that, that tone, should we uh, <laughs> maybe share a story? Let's in, do it. Um, don't you think it's mad that we're nearly at the end of this series of podcasts? I thought that we should talk about that, actually. I feel like this is a real like moment. And to all of our listeners, they're probably like, what? The end of a series? But we've yeah. made a decision to make our series 10 episodes. And this is our 10th episode. So we're at the end. Of series one. Yeah. Like, this is our moment <laughs> this is our perfect <laughs> moment things are going to change up a lot oh, ladies yeah. and gents um which we will announce more about that when we actually know what we're going to fucking do <laughs> yeah basically we're 100 percent in control of this journey but we yeah, also yeah. know what we're doing um, <laughs> i think you probably all gathered that me and laura just generally wing it yeah. <laughs> that's what we do <laughs> But then that's who we are. Like, that's who we are on our Instagram pages. And I think that if we were to have been wanky bollock chops on here and been like, oh, let's be official, then nobody would love it because that's not who we are. Exactly. So we're just being true. We're being our truest selves. True to ourselves, man. So you got to do in life. Just be true to yourself. Unless you're a massive cunt and then be someone else. Um... (laughs) And try not to be that much of a cunt. (laughs) Yeah. I love it when people say that, like, just be the best version of you. And like, but what if your best version is really shit? Yeah. What if your best version is the fact that you just kind of like detest other people and are horrible and, and are horrible do and awful things? You know, um, you've got to hope for better than that. That's like that little boy in the sea who said I was too white. That is like the little boy in the people. sea. Yeah, he's one of those people. Did he grow up to become a narcissistic sociopath? We'll never know. We'll never know. Unless he All because in. of one comment on why she's so fail. <laughs> <laughs> ah, they ruined me. Oh my God, that does break my heart though. The fact that you were like so sad. Well, you know, because you're so, I was so self-conscious about Oh, mate, I hear you. I was horrifically insecure. Horrifically. Just everything. Like, I, I was such a fucking stick like i didn't hit puberty really until quite late i didn't get tits until i was 16 really Uh, i don't think i got my period until i was like mm, nearing 16 i was probably like 15 and a bit or something but everyone else if only you knew then what you know now which was just to fucking celebrate that i know exactly but you know when like everyone else around you is knocking the old double d's out and uh of menstruating left right and center you're like why not me and losing their virginity i mean yeah oh no I that, think was, that was that really was a real i was i was so fucking late to that party that i almost just didn't show up to it <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't be doing this podcast now if you hadn't have ever had sex no, well maybe we would have and it just would have been a very different approach to no holds barred literally no one hold my bars so <laughs> <laughs> my my hole has bars literally. my hole has bars 
<laughs> I remember watching this document. You know how I always love a, a documentary. It was about the witch is covered who uh, douche with bleach. Then it's this one, and it was basically about a woman who. It wasn't just about her, but it was she was a particular person. She was like nearing fifty, deeply religious, and had never met anybody that she loved. And so she'd never slept with anyone because she hadn't been married and she was desperate to lose her virginity and she hired a male escort and he was so beautiful. Mm. And like, she was, you know, when you're just like, Oh my God, like what a fucking moment to have got to where you're like, I don't care about my religion. I just want to get laid. And she liked him so much that she continued to rehire him and he would come round and, Share a good time. And I think, fucking good on you, babes. Yeah, definitely. I'm you gonna, deserved that. I'm going to get well into the gigolos. Yeah. Just can't wait as an older lady. If I, if I can't get... That's what it um, says. You'll be married to Rob, mate. Yeah, I don't care. I've told him about it. It was like, if you stop wanting to have sex, mate, I'm getting the gigolos involved. <laughs> Would you? <laughs> yeah, I think so. If I still, you know, if I still wanted to have sex and he was like, no. Yeah, but that um, won't ever happen. No, I don't think... I'd rather that than have, like, have an affair. Do you know what I mean? Yeah um okay so the poll that we put out this week was uh just asking you lovely lot about the weird and wonderful sex shit that you get up to um or not as we will discover in the poll so first question was have you ever had a weird sexual encounter what do you think oh oh i like being on the hot seat this is fun uh i'm gonna go 49 percent no way off mate 25 percent. yes really yeah that's not a lot at all is it no i thought it'd be loads higher than that no so only 25 percent of us have done weird ass shit i mean i'm i'm in the 75 percent because i've never done anything that i consider weird not like the fucking witchessy grub or spaffing in my face no um no i know i haven't either so i guess i'm 75 percent too right this one is shocking did they explain what they were into beforehand? Oh, that's going to be a 99% no. <laughs> Not far off. Um, 82% no. I'm amazed that, it, that there was 18% that actually told them what they were into. But how bloody rude. Just, yeah. uh, you know, just fucking charge in there with some bloody cling film or whatever it's just you know it's not this is an issue there's no manners these days laura no none you know you don't walk into a room unannounced with your dick in your hand and go excuse me i'd like to shove it in your mouth then shove it in my own mouth then bleach it you know (laughs) like shove it in my own mouth (laughs) i would i want to see that happen to be fair i would pay (laughs) a good money to see them try and get that in their mouth this is the issue there is nothing wrong with having a bit of a kinky fetish that you enjoy the thing that i have a massive fucking issue with is the fact that people who have a kinky fetish don't then tell the recipient it's taking away that person's choice i suppose um on some level is probably all just indicative of how much shame is attached to whatever weird fucking shit they're going to pull out like the whipped cream shit up the bum there is nothing steve could shove up his ass that would make me want to pull it back out and shove it in my mouth (laughs) and here's the final question did you enjoy it Ooh. now hang on a minute let's go strategic here because we're thinking i'm going to say that's going to be low i'm going to say 10 percent said yes 
19% said yes. Oh, oh. Well done. You were really oh. good on these. Um, that means that 1% of the people that didn't know that they were going to have it happen to them actually ended up enjoying it. Yeah, exactly. Did that right. make sense? I think so. I yeah. don't know. Not very good at maths. <laughs> <laughs> Neither am I, mate. I've got an F. <laughs> um, I, I think that goes to show, though, doesn't it, that it is still a taboo subject. But what if it's not straightforward sex, you mean? Well, not even straightforward sex because like anal or, you know, like that's not straightforward sex or, you know, bondage and that sort of thing. Although I guess would bondage, bondage would be classed as a fetish, wouldn't it? Yeah. I went, I um, went on a bit of a weird, like, I don't know, Wikipedia rabbit hole yesterday mm. and I was looking at BDSM. Yeah. Um, just it was for research purposes. I will have you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to know what that stood for for something that I was doing. But it's so complex that world. Yeah. It's so. Oh my god. Complex. Yeah. And just uh, just loads about like the different relationships. So the being the subservient one or the dominant one, and what your roles are, and being top and bottom about the power struggle. It's fascinating stuff, Laura. It is very fascinating stuff. It's not something that I would see as a fetish, but it is a fetish. Um, And it is quite a richly diverse community of like-minded people. And this is the thing. If you like to be wrapped up in fucking clean film, like a witchery grub, pay for someone to fucking do it because there will be someone out there that is willing to do it oh uh, mate absolutely um have you got any little stories relating to this kind of vibe i do have a little story here vic actually um i was seeing this guy from wales he was hot 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 my i don't know why i felt the need to add that i just thought it added to the hotness my type to a t after we've been talking for a while he told me he wasn't able to get hard on, 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 and he wasn't able to get a hard on unless a woman sat on his face to suffocate him and, <laughs> and fart on his face. <laughs> oh my God, ideal man. <laughs> Mate, you might want to get his number. He, he also enjoyed playing games where he would pretend he was a tiny pocket-sized human and I was a giant who wanted to squash him with my ass. <laughs> safe to say we don't speak anymore and i have never farted on his face oh disappointing i would have absolutely relished that role i would be like yes let me at you mate my fucking flaps draped around your cheeks i'd just love that i mean that's pretty much what i do to rob on a daily basis anyway and it's like absolutely no sexual you know motivation that's taking dutch ovening to a new level isn't it i just enjoy it i do it for pleasure (laughs) (laughs) can you imagine her face though the poor bitch like in that exact moment where it's like okay i've got something to tell you and I need you to, and you know what? God love him. Cause he actually said what he was into. And she was like, you know what? I'm going to pass. Um, well, as we've just shared that, um, enlightening poll on fetishes. Should we hop onto a story? Go on then. All right. I'm listening. My story is that I was at a super popular fun fair. It was in town for the annual visit and it was great because absolutely everybody went and there was no parents there and you could just meet up your friends and, you know, be cool and hang out and all that kind of stuff. I was 16, having the time of my life, jumping on and off the cool big rides. I was very much the daredevil, the bigger the better. But the actual worst thing that can ever happen happened, especially to a teenager. 
I suffer from really heavy periods and I was in the midst of a very heavy flow and I got oh. on the star case. <laughs> no, oh it's not, it, it's all right. It's not as bad as you think it's going to be. Okay. Basically, it's not a carry moment, is it? No, I don't think so. But no, well, I've read it. So I don't, <laughs> I was like, you don't think so. It's really even not. <laughs> <laughs> it's very funny though. Basically it's a disc where there's about 30 people tightly stand arm to arm mm-hmm. around the outside edge of the disc. So we're all facing each other. It lifts up high into the air, turns upside down repeatedly, blah, 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 holding it upside down for a few minutes at a time. So I went on and I was standing strapped against other riders who were strangers. And when I was put upside down, there was a massive suction noise. A very, oh. very, <laughs> it was a very, very slow suction that made a pathetic cluck at the end. It was really loud. <laughs> there was no doubt at all that it was heard from at least of the two fellow riders either side of me. Then when it went back to the normal side... I did a massive front bum fart. <laughs> a wet one. <laughs> a wet one. These farts were long. So damn long. <laughs> because I was upside down and my mucousy red inside was chugging into my ovaries. It was then and pelted upright into there. It was creating massive, unhumanly <laughs> It was the longest eight minutes of my freaking life. And it happened every single time <laughs> it threw me over. <laughs> I then spot a good friend on the opposite side amidst of being upside down. She's super hyper. <laughs> so funny. She's super hyper waving to me and I just start crying full-on tears i had to make out that i was scared of the ride to cover the embarrassment for the real reason for crying i couldn't even look at anyone as i left the ride i fled as fast as i could <laughs> never have i ever gone on that ride again your trauma in trauma indented into my memory <laughs> oh my god what makes me laugh is the fact that you know at those fairground rides as well they put like the most pumping house music on and they have the disco lights i can just see her little face like every time it's going upside down <laughs> and then it's the fact that it kept it gets, it kept doing it there's no, there's no like being able to do the whole hand across the throat like cut the ride stop it i can't go anymore i've oh just got to be thrown upside down in the air and exhale vagina wind every single time <laughs> you do it mate she needs to join my sister's band was literally i was just about to say she needs to join the fanny gas bags we found the newest member of the fanny gas bags it's yeah. becoming quite the <laughs> show <laughs> this is the audition in fact this will be the audition process yeah. so you have to go in one of these yeah yeah how loud can you fanny fart you're in oh god oh dear that was so funny just because <laughs> Honestly, that's the type of shit that would happen to me. Like, honestly, yeah. that is... And it would probably be next to the boy that I desperately wanted to yeah. date and they would hear the fanny fart and then they'd tell everyone at school. And Oh, God. It's just, yeah, you would not enjoy a single fucking second of that. Imagine, there's, there's no way out. You can't get out of it. Because even when you do say that you don't like the ride, they never fucking stop it. They always no, just do no. it to the end because everyone else has to enjoy it, don't they? So... 
it's such a funny story i love that one god that is so good i don't know whether i've laughed just too hard at that but honest (laughs) to god that is so funny it's that's the sort of thing that needs to be turned into a comedy sketch for sure yeah it really yeah definitely oh bless her the poor people leave aside imagine what they were thinking as well (laughs) their faces must have been like is that (laughs) and she'd be like oh god who was that who was that but those rides are so awful they're so fast and obnoxious and you know they don't care about you you know at all they're just there to make money basically aren't they yeah and they're there they are there to just hopefully make you spew (laughs) and funny fart (laughs) (laughs) spew out air of your change the name of that ride (laughs) i know (laughs) the funny fart up I can't even fucking try. I need to try and rain it in. I've literally got tears falling down my face. It's just so funny. I've never been on a ride where that has happened, but no, I can't I remember say I've never been on a ride. Steve and I going on a holiday. We haven't been together that long, and um, Steve, <laughs> Steve fingering me, ah! and obviously he had whipped up some type of fucking like uh, air pocket, and then uh, his. Um, his stepdad because we'd gone to visit his mum and stepdad in um lanzarote i don't know about 10 minutes later he was like right okay i'll show you where you've got to go and he linked my arms and he kind of like chugged me along slightly too hard and this pocket of air which obviously been sat there which i was completely unaware of just fell straight out of my fanny as he linked my arm and it was like this awkward exchange we both looked at each other like we both heard that come out of my vagina but neither of us are going to acknowledge it. And there was this long, painful, horrific silence where we just walked very quietly together. And Would you, you... Could tell he didn't want to link my arm anymore, but he no. had no fucking choice. But there's no way that he would have, have thought, oh my God, that's just come out of her vagina. He probably it thought you so just did a little pump, wet, mate. right? It was so wet. Yeah, wet pump. I don't. I also don't think he's going to be thinking, oh, I wonder if that pocket of air was created by my <laughs> my stepson just fingering her five minutes before. He was just and thought, yet, as an awkward 18-year-old girl, I can assure you yeah, that whole 10-minute exchange of nothingness was me thinking, oh, my God, he knows I've just been fingered and that that came out of my vagina. Mate, I can't tell you the number of times that I've just accidentally farted in public, though. It happens a lot to bum me. Bum fart or fanny fart? Oh, not, but yeah, bum fart. When I yeah. was pregnant, I think by at about eight months pregnant, I just, I had no control at all. I would just continuously fart. Like every step would be like. <laughs> yeah, as long as they're not loud. Uh, sometimes they were if I was trying to hold it in, but <laughs> I did a, a full blown fart in a meeting. There's <laughs> only three of us in the meeting. I, d- I couldn't, I couldn't, I didn't own it, mate. I was just like, I'm just going to carry on as if nothing's happened and just go bright red. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that's amazing. Those two other know. people must have been like, you fucking filthy yeah, bitch. You you're not even going to acknowledge this. No, I was like, I think I just like tried to do a little shuffle on my chair as if it was chair. Like, oh, this chair's a bit squeaky. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I mean, it's safe to say that I found that quite amusing. Yeah, me too. Um, that was that's been one of my favourite. Uh, I stories. actually think that is my favourite story to date. It's just the visual, isn't it? Just the poor it is the visual girl being like violently thrown into the air. <laughs> and it's that sucking. We all know what that sucking motion sounds like and feels like. Because raining bath. Yeah, it is. It, it, if there was ever a, a true representation of what it feels like to be a plug hole in a bath, it's that you're channeling. Once the it plug goes hole. up, 
you know it's got to come out oh yeah you know it's coming out you're not absorbing that air anywhere no and and on a period you have less control over a fanny i mean i don't think anyone has a control over a fanny fart but you're not pocketing the air waiting for it to be deposited at a different time it's just falling straight back out with your fanny blood isn't it <laughs> yeah along with half your year rest yeah basically <laughs> being a woman sucks isn't it Fucking shit. men only have to worry about fighting from one hole we've got to worry about fighting from two <laughs> let's change the title from uh, men are from mars women are from venus <laughs> men only have one hole to fight out of women have women two, have two. <laughs> it does sum it up more um and on that little uh windy note shall we uh, have another story yeah let's move on okay so me and my now fiance were having sex for the first time we were really going at it like i was getting the banging of a lifetime i hear a snap sound and he said oh fuck the condom disappeared we thought it had flung across the room somewhere can we just take a moment to appreciate the fact that they were having such vigorous sex that they thought the condom shot off his dick around the room i know like Like, where's this fucking how was he pulling out (laughs) yeah that is a seriously awesome gum shot isn't it um spent about 30 minutes looking for it and suddenly i had this awful pain in my vagina felt like i had six big dicks railing me at the same time we figured out the fucking thing was stuck inside me obviously embarrassed i warned him that i was going to do some yoga shit and my hand so far up my vagina that he might not ever want to see me again (laughs) i needed music to relax my vag being the awesome man that he is, said, oh, it's okay. I'll sing while you finish, <laughs> while you fish around <laughs> in your twat. Here I was, legs wide open, asshole spread open from being in a compromising position. And he sang to me, Ed Sheeran. He was such a gentleman. Finally found the condom. It was fucking disgusting. After that, I knew that I wanted to marry him. And the Ed Sheeran song, out is our song he's like the pie piper of minge he is the pie piper of minge yeah so to anyone out there who's ever gone fucking hell this condom's got stuck again it's all right just pop head on he'll sort you out put a bit of head on um funnily enough uh rob um actually played a couple of times with ed sheeran back Did in the band days and this is so funny he was like oh you know that guy's never gonna amount to anything he's rubbish and look at oh. him now <laughs> awkward rob yeah slightly awkward <laughs> Yeah. Um, but also how would you feel if Rob were to start singing to you to relax your vagina I know Rob can sing but I mean I wouldn't be able to cope with Steve if he was trying to sing to me Rob has a beautiful singing voice and he can if he gets the guitar out then I'm about three seconds away from orgasm anyway I just find the whole package there of the sing song violin violin Oh, violin. <laughs> <laughs> no, if he got a violin out as well, that would be yeah, it would, would be almost be touching on Enya, wouldn't it? <laughs> I'm not oh, I'm not vibing yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> We, well, you know, my mum made me, forced me to learn the piano when I was a child. So I can play the piano like up to up to grade um, six in the piano. Um, but uh, I hated it. But she, because my mum came from like really poor background and she never yeah. had anything growing up or whatever. So she had this like obsession with us learning musical instruments because she never got the opportunity to do anything like that as a child. Yeah. But literally it was like, I used to get left on the doorstep crying my eyes out because I didn't want to go. Oh. Oh my god, that's like me going to brownie. See, now that's, I, that's 
that's the difference between mine and your upbringing you had piano lessons i went to fucking brownies and i didn't want to go i wouldn't go to brownies i was too i was too it was like my anxiety thing my i think as well because i was the third girl by that point my sisters went and my mum would take me and she'd be like do you like it i'm like i fucking hate this more yeah i hated it so uh, my mum did it because she said I was so horrifically shy and yeah. I wouldn't talk to anyone. She said, I thought it would bring you out of your shell. And I was like, no, it's made me cry hard, mum. Well done. <laughs> Congratulations <laughs> on being a massive cunt. Well, at least the piano lessons was just me and the piano teacher. There was no like social anxiety. It was more just that I was absolutely terrified of this teacher. She was called Mrs. Parton and she spoke like this. Um, <laughs> and she used to say, use that grey matter. I'd be like, what the fuck is grey matter? Because I'm like seven. And I had to look it up before the internet and worked out that it meant your brain. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> she was so terrifying. She sounds like the trunch ball of the she piano was. community. She was. Um... Anyway, uh, <laughs> condoms stuck up vaginas. So I've never had a condom stuck up my vagina. Maybe that could be a poll. Yeah. That, that, that should that be our be poll this week. Have you ever had a condom stuck up your vag? It'll be How really did you hard. get it out? Uh, <laughs> shall we have another story? Go ahead, mate. Um, okay, so this is quite. This is this is get ready for some poo action. Oh, I love a bit of shit. We haven't had a proper full on poo story for a while. Have we've we? not had a poo. No, we, no. we were very heavy on the poo and we've eased. Although we did spend the first fifteen minutes talking about our own shits, but there you go. True. Yeah, forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how the poo memories fade <laughs> <laughs> instantly. <laughs> okay i once had a very rich boyfriend one night he came to pick me up in his rolls royce phantom and took me to a gorgeous restaurant where he wined and dined me i wasn't feeling great but forced myself to go as i was really looking forward to the evening as the night went on i felt worse and worse but i never said anything we left the restaurant after we paid for a very expensive meal and champagne and we drove back through the countryside Obviously, he pulled over into a quiet country lane and started the smooching. I was fighting back nausea and raging and a raging desire for a massive shit. Oh, My stomach was painful and churning. After about 10 minutes, he asked if we could get into the back of his Rolls Royce and finish off our evening with a good shag on the plush leather back seat. As I got out of the passenger door... <laughs> I could no longer control my bowels and made a sudden dash to the bushes. Unfortunately, I only made it as far as his back wheel when I had to lift my squirt, lift my squirt, <laughs> lift my skirt and drop to a squat. The noise that admitted from my ass was scary. He must have thought the white walkers were coming, but no, it was me dropping the world out of my bottom, along with my loud groans due to excruciating stomach pain. He briefly looked round to the back of the car to see what I was doing and then sidled wordlessly back to the driver's seat. <laughs> after what seemed like an eternity i returned to the car not a word was spoken and he dropped me home i can't even remember it or how i wiped my bum <laughs> that was the start of a bout of salmonella which knocked me off my feet for three weeks i should oh. never have gone out that night i did see him again though and i can thoroughly recommend the backseat of a roller oh my god so she got salmonella yeah, I don't know if it was from the meal. It might have been from no before. beforehand. She was already feeling rough. But uh, that is absolutely mortifying. That is mortifying, <laughs> isn't it? It's so. I mean, like we just talked about that sensation of needing a shit so badly. I mean, it's, it's out. Of I your can't control. believe how perfectly timed in this story is from what we were just talking about. I know, but when it's coming, it's like your There's body. No... 
just takes you have no control at all it's going to come out regardless of where you are and who you're with and whether you've had champagne and expensive uh food for dinner (laughs) but it's also you get to that point in your in in wherever it is you are that desperation where you think i don't care if you see me doing this it has to happen like you lose all dignity you lose all sense of everything you almost feel slightly dizzy at the thought of just shitting and you don't care who's watching. Oh God. I mean, Rolls Royce as well. That is pretty luxurious. I've never even, I've never even sat in one, let Me alone neither. had a boyfriend with one. <laughs> let alone done a shit on the wheel. Let alone be on the... <laughs> oh my Lord. Can you imagine that awkward silence as he drove her the rest of the way home? Like, yeah. So, um, I okay. Have, I might've like defecated <laughs> uh, on your so phantom. Sorry. <laughs> But who should be thankful she didn't do it on the leather upholstery? That would have been a fuckload worse. That's true. Could I just been... feel so fucking sorry for her. I know. Just thank God that it didn't happen mid-act. I want. Oh. I want to hear that story. I. I really want there to be a story of somebody who has had diarrhea shit in sex. Oh, it's happened. I, I, you I know it's happened. Anything. But you know, once that, when you're at that level of ill, and it once it starts, you there's no control over it. No, all, is there? It's just no. like it's like the fanny fart on the fairground ride. You ain't got no control of it. Bodily function, and that is coming whether you like it or not. <laughs> exactly. Have you ever had a rich boyfriend? No, no, me neither. I've never been with someone that's like so rich that they wouldn't have to worry about money ever. And no, like I, I saw someone for a while who whose parents were loaded, but he wasn't. No, I, when I was seven years of age, my ambition in life was to marry a really old rich man and then kill him off and inherit all his money. It's slightly <laughs> it's psychotic that you would even have that thought process as a child. <laughs> was it all off the back of that one kid shaming you on the beach that time? <laughs> yeah. Like fuck you. No, I'll be the one laughing in the end with my pale ass in my Rolls Royce Phantom shitting up the side of it if I want to <laughs> do you know what it's funny because that's probably come from watching films and just getting that general what's the word dynamic between like a younger woman marrying an older man for his money like it's always been a thing hasn't it so yeah. I just thought that seemed like a quick easy way to make a buck even at uh... make a buck age seven well who would have known that um at age 22 i'd be trying to flog 12 bottles of chardellini on the street (laughs) (laughs) just a wheeler dealer what can i say and yet unfortunately post those days of the chardellini you haven't gone on to become the owner of the range for instance (laughs) who also was a wheeler dealer and went on to do massive things you instead uh are doing this podcast which is uh, making us no money (laughs) (laughs) i've got a talent for making absolutely no money yeah you have got an amazing talent i i value that talent mate uh vic i hate to i hate to be the bearer of bad news here mate but i think we have to round up oh my god it is the end of series one laura i know and you know what steve came up with a fantastic name for season two Oh yeah, hit me. Sloppy seconds. Oy! Oh, <laughs> I love the idea of that. I think yes, yes. Get in, Steve. Good old Steve. Um, well done. So, so yeah, sloppy seconds. Round two, season two, series two will be coming soon. Oh my god, that <laughs> almost rhymed. <laughs> um. Yeah. So what we're gonna do, you lovely people, is just have a wee little break. 
between now and the start of series two don't panic nothing longer than a week um, no just because Vic and I actually fucking hate each other and we, we need, need a, a break away break. from each other we need a break um no it's yeah. just time to recoup reflect reevaluate reevaluate and hopefully hopefully, hopefully Vic go on I'll let you finish this sentence the plan is hopefully okay you didn't let me say hopefully oh sorry Hope- <laughs> Uh, hopefully, you say we. We will have a <laughs> lovely set of new guests on <laughs> series two. Woo! If you actually understood any of that, congratulations. <laughs> um, so, season two will be slightly different, just as awesome and incredibly much more exciting. <laughs> incredibly much more exciting. <laughs> That's my favourite sentence you've ever said. Um, yeah, it's just going to be along the same lines, you know, general fanny filth um, fuckery. Reality. Um, but uh, just with a guest on. And we're really excited because we've got yeah. some amazing women lined up, yeah. um, even though they haven't actually agreed to it yet. Um, <laughs> no one's but agreed, they will. But it'll be fine. It'll be all right. It will be absolutely fine. No, we really can't wait. And um, yeah. If that think- doesn't happen, it'll just be me and Laura. <laughs> yeah so basically if we come back in a week's time and it's just (laughs) the two of us then you'll know that asking people to be on the show went really really well (laughs) yeah yeah, basically (laughs) Um, but uh, in the meantime please don't forget to keep sending your stories and it doesn't matter what they might be um but keep sending them to our instagram page which is no holds barred podcast and send it to the dms or vic what else can they do or you can email us at noholesbarredpodcast at gmail.com. And I guess on that note, I'm just going to say, well done, Vic. We managed to make it to the end of series one. Um, <laughs> and roll on sloppy seconds. Roll on sloppy seconds. We love you guys. Thanks so love much for being guys. here every week. See you next Tuesday. Absolutely. See you next Tuesday, you bunch of slags. Bye. Bye. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip (laughs) off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.